Hi all, and welcome back to Kofkin Bonds podcast number two. Um, I'm here again with Tony Kofkin, our managing partner, and today we're going to talk about uh, habits and the way they're used in everyday life. First of all, though, we'd like to say thank you for all the positive feedback in regards to our first podcast. It was actually surprising how many emails we did receive back, and, and it was all positive, so thank you very much. As always, though, we're looking for tips and hints on how to get better and make it easy listening for you guys. So I'll pass it over to Tony, though, but Tony, can you help explain why you're a man of habit and when did this start? Um, great question. The A man of habit... It's uh, it's an interesting one. I just think that we all have habits in our life. I mean, whether it comes to driving or just driving, you know, to work, you just do it habitually. You don't even think about it. And of course, that's that's something that every person uh, has. Every person has that trait. But I think the habits and that I've come to do is really stem from my sporting career, if anything. So as a kid growing up. You had to get up a quarter to five to go to swimming, and you you had to do all these things to actually do what you wanted, what you needed to do to achieve what you wanted. So from a very young age, I was very goal driven. That was installed for me from my father. Um, very goal driven, all sports orientated, whether it be football, swimming, athletics, uh, etc. And I loved it as a result. And I suppose those habits that you form in your early age um, and your early years, if you continue and they're good habits, they can continue into later life. So I think that's how it started with me. Yeah, I've always said the worst sport you can get your kids involved in is rowing and swimming. As Absolutely. you can have those early starts. But um, all right, let's talk about your morning routine. What do you use in your morning to set your day up? I th- think the first the first thing I do is I don't like any clutter in the morning so the the basis of making sure everything's ready for the next day the night before I think so setting yourself up for a successful morning is the start and before you go to sleep knowing exactly what you're going to do in the morning I think that's the second part so for me setting up a positive morning routine starts actually the night before and once again simple things like ironing my shirt for the next day uh, so you don't have to think about it um basically i'm what i call part of the 5am club i have been for a very good chunk of my life uh, because of swimming uh and the alarm goes off at 5am um i'm out of bed and i do my breathing exercises and my breathing exercises are about filling my lungs up basically uh as a swimmer it's something that you want to do but it also gets me in a great mindset and it does a lot of work i, I learned this from the what we call the wim hof method uh so he's commonly known as the Iceman. if you want to look him up uh quite an eccentric character but the breathing techniques are just absolutely magnificent from that i then go and i meditate and i find that in my meditation it's a lot deeper after i do the breathing exercises so as a result of that my meditation the breathing exercise might take 20 minutes the uh, the meditation could take anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes and the first part i do in the meditation is gratitude so uh, you know i have gratitude for my family i've gratitude for the business i've gratitude for my friends I envisage the future that we see for this business and where we're going and the family as well. So as a result of that, that's how I set it up for a positive morning. And then after that, I'm in the car at uh, 10 to 6 and at the gym uh, at 6 o'clock start. And I'm either swimming for an hour and 20 minutes or I'm in the gym for an hour and 20 minutes. And I always end up with a nice hot 80 degree sauna. Uh, And then off 
and getting changed, have showered and in the office. You know, so basically, I think, just to describe it more than anything, Jamie, is the first three hours of the morning are my time. So I don't talk to people. I'm not part of a swim squad. I don't talk to people in the gym. I don't use technology. I don't look on my phone. Um, it's I'm basically there. Isn't that actually quite funny? Your watch went off as I said technology. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, those first three hours actually for me. So what we call mind, body and spirit realistically. Yeah, I remember as a child I used to try and beat the morning routine by uh, wearing my school uniform the night before and going to bed in it. Once my mother found out though, she uh, made me start laying out the clothes for the next morning. But um, yeah, right. no, I, I, I could see that in you, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess with that morning routine, how do you feel that helps set you up for the working week I guess and into your day at, at the office uh, for me it is about that mind body and spirit and getting that aligned before I'm actually here in the office and as a result of that uh, I find I've got far more clarity and I'm far more focused when I'm at work and yep. as a result of that I get into what people commonly call the flow so when I'm in the flow and I'm getting it done nothing can stop me and a lot of people of sporting backgrounds you might think of it as the runner's high um, you know it's I've never known anyone to finish a run and say, I wish I never did that, because usually on such a high, and I get that through sport as well. Uh, so it doesn't mean before you started the run, you wanted to necessarily do it, but after you finish it, you always feel better for actually I was going it. to say, I think you were my running coach at one stage, and I don't think there was any time that I was looking forward to a run. I actually don't know. But afterwards, didn't you feel better? Didn't you feel better know. for it afterwards, Jamie? I don't know. So... <laughs> You do, you do sit on a lot of advisory boards and it's something that's becoming more prominent. Um, and I guess we sit on there from a financial point, but it's not always about finances when we're sitting on those boards. So I guess for other business owners, how can they use the routine and habits um, in their day-to-day lives as a business? Well, I think as when I'm invited to sit on a client's advisory board, uh, I know those clients quite well. In that case, I know their families very well too. Yep. And the advisory board is about all areas of their life. So some people might call it balance. We call it harmony because I don't think you can have balance. I don't think you, the 888 just doesn't work. The eight hours sleep, eight hours play, eight hours work yeah. just doesn't work sometimes. Uh, and it can make you feel guilty if you had to do 10 hours. Does that mean you've taken a couple of hours out? So I think for a business owner who's very busy and very mindful of what they're doing, having their mind set up correctly to start with is very important. I think that comes down to, once again, that morning routine. So if they come into the office, whether they're starting at 7 a.m., etc., but if they have that morning routine of positivity and getting their mind in the right place before actually sitting down and doing the stuff that they have to do and get through, I think that's of utmost importance. And so little things uh, that I teach our clients on the board, I've cut out television from Monday to Friday, although I did break that rule yesterday. Um, so if I do watch TV, it's usually I'm watching a live podcast rather than actually uh, reading. Uh, but I did break that rule yesterday in regards to, um, we went and uh, Billions was back on the yep. first episode. So I did actually watch that. And after our family dinner, I apologized and said, guys, I'm breaking the rule and I'm going to And it need to get it done, so. Yeah, so I think going back to the advisory board, it's not just about getting their finances in order. It's also about making sure that uh, their mind is incorrect, their body, they're healthy, they're eating the right foods to actually fuel them during the day to be able to help them actually achieve their goals. And their goals are always about family as well. 
and making sure that's all done too. Yeah, um, I guess we can sort of touch on a bit of the compound effect now. It's a book that you made us read. Uh, I think we were given it as Christmas this year, um, and I actually got through it pretty quick. Last year, actually. Last year. Guide so, for yeah, it did too. <laughs> I, yeah, we did get the compound effect though last year and read it as all the staff members, um, and we actually caught up talking about it. So, what I wanted you to talk about though is how we use the compound effect with clients, and I guess it comes back to habits and, and teaching clients habits within their financial health. Yeah, the compound effect, it's, it's interesting that, you know, it's, I'll talk to people about meditation and I say, yeah, I tried that once, it didn't work. Yeah. And correct, if you tried it once, it's not going to work. It's, it's a process and it's, it's a habit and a routine that eventually becomes really important part of your life. And that's what the compound effect is about. So, for example, if you set a goal and said, I'm going to lose 10 kilos and I'm going to lose, of that 10 kilos, 8 kilos of that is going to be body fat and you go to the gym and work out for two hours and you're sore as hell and you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself and you weigh the same and you look the same you say well that didn't work did it so the compound effect is actually going and having habits daily routines that you can get through day in day out that little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit help you go and achieve that goal so it's the exact same in business so if our, you know, if we're sitting in front of our clients and they're currently turning over $10 million and their goal is to turn over $100 million in five years' time, that doesn't mean tomorrow they're just going to go and double overnight. There has to be a plan put in place. And that plan put in place will look at things like marketing. It'll look at things like the correct staff. How do you hire? Do you use proper recruitment um, in regards to emotional testing? Do you hire the right people for the right positions? And these are the things that we sit down with our um, employer clients, so SME clients, usually family-owned businesses. And also, too, if they're going to achieve that goal, of uh, what are they actually going to sacrifice to do that? Well, are they going to sacrifice their health? Are they going to sacrifice their family? Are they going to sacrifice their relationships? So the compound effect works in all areas of your life. And with that business, it's about saying, we want to get to $100 million, but what do we have to do? Because if we keep doing exactly the same as what we're doing today, we're just going to continue getting the same results. And a $10 million profitable business, that's not a bad result. Yep. But you're not going to become a $100 million business if you continue to do the same things day in, day out, if you don't look at how there is bringing in experts, etc. So that compound effect is actually finding things that work, doing it little by little with a, and measuring to actually achieve your goal. And as you know in here, Jamie, being part of our executive committee, uh, we have a rule in here when it comes to our meetings. We discuss, we then decide, we then implement and we then measure. And the key is actually the implementation and the measurement. So if that has to be achieved over a 12-month or 24-month period, that means it doesn't all have to be achieved in day one. So if this is our new IT system uh, which is being implemented, what is that rollout? Is that rollout three months? Is that rollout six months? How is it measured and how is it reported back? So that's, that's that compound effect in every part of your life that you want to achieve. It doesn't matter what it is. It's about understanding that it's bit by, even if it's trying to heal a fractured relationship with a family member. It's not going to be, let's go out for lunch and everything's forgiven. That, that pain or whatever that might be is actually still there. But it's a little bit, you know, that you both understand doing it bit by bit. If it's about achieving a goal, if it's about your health, if it's about your diet, little bit by little bit, and that's the idea of the compound effect. 
7% return on the US stock market over 145 years has turned $1,000 into $1.45 billion. Wouldn't have been a bad investment to start with that, would it? That's a 7% return. <laughs> a 7% return on $1,000 is negligible. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 three minutes of your wage. <laughs> no, so yeah, we, had, we actually um, had that conversation within the firm the other day. I think Josh started another investment portfolio. And he, he did, and his, he, his first ever. Yeah, and he was talking about sort of the low return that he's going to get in the first few years, but we sort of talked about that compound effect. Well, if you start to look at it and you keep adding to it, well, that's when you're going to build from there. Absolutely. And there's his deposit for his house in five years' time, uh, whilst other people are still blowing their money. All jokes aside, on avocado and toast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tony. um, Thank you again for our second podcast. And again, to anyone listening, we loved your feedback last time. So please shoot us an email and give us your thoughts and let us know how we can improve. Thank you. Thank you.